What's up, folks? It's another recap edition. It's hitting the high notes, Jazz Talk. It is I. I am here, Hootran. You can find me on the Twitterverse and the IG at Hootran Superman. That's H-U-U-T-R-A-N, Superman. Uh, you know, I'm the Snyder Cut. I'm the Whedon Cut. I am all of it. And um, uh, today we are, I'm very I'm happy to bring on um, one of uh, the biggest um, uh, Grizzlies fans that I know. Uh, what is up? Um, uh, Burner Jaw, Jaw Morant's former Burner counter. What's up, Burner Jaw? What's up? What's up? I'm going uh, to be here. Part- can I call you Garrett? I'm a, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just call me Garrett. Garrett. All right. I like Burner Jaw, but Garrett, Garrett, you know, that's your name. So we'll yep. go with that too. Um, Garrett, first of all, um, thanks for being on. And um I want to say, like, I'm, uh, I've been following you for a little bit, and uh, your account is sort of jazz adjacent. I, I believe there's a lot of jazz fans following you, and uh, uh, like vice versa. I, I feel like you have a really good relationship with jazz fans. Um, why do you think that is? Well, it's kind of weird now. I think I've gotten to the point where I may even have more jazz followers than Grizzlies followers, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if that's because there's just more of them on Twitter or, or what, but. Um... Yeah, I just I think it started with the the whole Mike Conley trade, and of course uh, uh, he's my favorite player of all time. So I kind of followed him over to the Jazz, and I, I talked about him a lot. And uh, people kept I guess people started to notice that I was talking about him. And it was that year he was really struggling. I just was trying to tell everyone, hey, let's wait, let's wait. He'll figure it out. He, this isn't who he is. Um, and I eventually I got to uh, close to a few of the guys who are a little younger, probably uh, in their early twenties. And we started playing um, at 2K on Xbox every night, and we'd chat up with them, and then got really close with them. And we, after they started interacting with me, and then just more and more people started following into it. And eventually, I just became almost if I tweet the word jazz, that I'll get more likes than if I tweet anything about the Memphis Grizzlies. It's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, you're, so yeah, I, I like to call these like jazz adjacent accounts because yeah. you're a Grizzlies fan i'm uh you know obviously i'm uh yeah you you help talk a lot of people off the mike conley edge apparently <laughs> um so um uh, we were bringing you on today because uh the jazz playing a very weird um a schedule the only one that we know this year but something that is sort of covid um uh, related the jazz played the grizzlies in a matter of like five uh, five days and three games or something like mm-hmm. that um and uh, yeah, we we actually had some breaking news right before we started recording. Um, uh, the Jazz plane had to get rerouted back to Salt Lake City because um, uh, they hit a bunch of birds. Um, oh, and yeah, they had to make an emergency landing back in Salt Lake City. So um, everybody seems to be all right, and uh, the Jazz are gonna be flying out from when we're recording about another hour or hour and a half now to Memphis to play the the third game uh, of the series. Um, how do you feel about these like um, uh, like this this weird like we play the you know we play each other uh, three games in, in a matter of a week? It's it's fun for for Twitter at least because I I get to really get involved and interact and stuff and uh, it's pretty fun that way. But realistically, I think we have our fourth y'all's game tomorrow. We are fourth game in five days, and it seems like this whole year we've had like back to back after back to back after back to back and. You can really start to see it. Jaw's been really, really tired a lot this season. He's just, I guess, because he's just not, I guess no one's really ready for that many games in a row. But he'll have, like, I think you guys even saw it. He'll have a 30-point explosion against you guys, and then the next day he can't score 12 points. Right, so it's, right. So uh, it's, it's, it's rough on the players, but it's it's it can be fun for Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun for us fans. But, yeah, like, yeah. we full these NBA players, so I'm trying to go through the rigors because, I mean, really, like we 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 try not to think long term about this, but like, 
the Jazz or you know the NBA players have their 72 game schedule, then the playoffs, then the Olympics, and then it feels mm-hmm. like boom, here we we started again, you know, next summer. So yeah. Um. So uh, Garrett, um, when you see the Jazz on the schedule. Like, what's your first thought about those games? Like, you know, prediction-wise, or like, how do you feel when you see the, you know, you have to play the Jazz twice, and then Jazz coming to Memphis tonight? Well, it feels like, at least in recent, I guess last year mostly, because before that, I don't want to talk about our, our couple years before that, but <laughs> um, uh, last year especially, it felt like we really played the Jazz very, very well. Like, it was always a very close game. Um, from what I see on Jazz Twitter, I see a lot of my in my friends. They they mentioned they don't like playing Memphis. It's always a tough game. But uh, I this year it's a little different because I've I've been I've been keeping up with you guys and how much you've been pretty much blowing everybody out. Uh, so I was a bit worried, and I, I'm still pretty worried that we're going to lose all three of these games. But I was actually pretty impressed that we even stayed in the first one. Yeah, it's 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 a bit worrisome, but I think uh, I think this last one should be a good game. Yeah, so uh, I bring that up because um, to me this Jazz team feels different. Um, uh, I I, I want like I, I like to put teams, players, everything in tiers. And I feel like there's an obvious top tier right now. The jazz are, are in the top tier with a few other teams Yeah. and the Grizzlies are a team. That's actually really good. Like a team that I don't know. I don't, I don't think Memphis fans are, are surprised, but I think NBA fans are surprised how good they are still yeah. not, not having JJJ. Right. Yeah. Um, a team that's on the verge. I mean, the team that was a game away from being, making the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, a team that like, for all intents and purposes could tank and nobody would bat an eye, but uh, you know, the Grizzlies and Thunder, like they're, they're just playing, they're out there, they're playing their games and winning enough to be in the conversation, like to, to be in the playoff conversation or at least a play in game situation. Um, how do you feel? Do you feel like Memphis is, is that in that good area? Like am I, am I, am I misrepresenting a Memphis here? No, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good. Um, representation of it but i would i would say it's been kind of frustrating because you know you win a game you're like oh we're so good and then you lose to some team you shouldn't lose to and i guess that's just being young and not having your your arguably best player not even playing this whole year but no it's we are i think we are a pretty solid team it's just it's mostly from depth pretty much we don't have any players besides maybe our 15th man that really shouldn't be getting minutes which is also kind of frustrating because you can't always give everyone the minutes they need but I think we're a pretty good team. I just, I just would like to see that them be healthy again, and uh, yeah, the expectations, at least that I've always seen, is uh, three or four years from now. People are always saying three or four years from now we want you to be good. But I think we proved last year that we're ready to be good as soon as we're healthy. Right, and and like I'm a, like what you said there it hits home a lot with that. I, I want to say Jazz fans because uh, like I mean for the last. I was gonna say two, three, but like actually, maybe for a while now, the Jazz. Uh, we we've seen this Jazz team go like, oh yeah, they look really good. They beat some good teams, and then they'll go and lose to you know, ironically, the Wizards or something yeah. like that, or some team that like like, oh boy, that's a, that's the bottom of the league team that we shouldn't that the Jazz shouldn't lose to. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, that those Jazz teams are good, and so this is why I think the Jazz team this year is different. Like, there's an elite level, and there's teams that are like good teams. I feel like are teams that well, yeah, they'll have good wins they'll have hiccups in the road and then they'll also like split with good teams. Um, like if this is the jazz team of last year or even two years ago or whatever, um, the jazz have played now the Mavericks, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies in those uh, home and home back to back series. And like last year, I would have said the jazz will probably go one and one in those in games. Yeah. 
but this year again in those series, particularly the Jazz went two and zero, and the Jazz, uh, the other one they did with the Clippers, who I think is also an elite team, uh, where they split one and one, and so that's where I like I, I think I'm, uh, the Grizzlies are sort of in that same area, like they're good, but they they just they're not there yet. And um, uh, they do, you know, health is going to be a factor. Uh, growing as a team is going to be a factor. And then consistency and stability um, will help that Memphis team get to, you know, a, a level where, you know, you go from being good to the top of good, then to um, uh, the next uh, tier, which is elite uh, in, yeah. my, in my mind. Yeah, I, th- I think I think good on, on my scale is it's just getting in the playoffs pretty much. I don't I don't expect any contention for. Still several years, but I, I do think that the the um, the ceiling for this team could be a championship if we can really just get one more piece and then stick with health and with what we got right now. And right. like you I said, the, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. I say the West is um, the West is a bloodbath. I mean, it's always it has been for two to three decades now. The West is just such a bloodbath that um uh, you know just making the playoffs or playing game in the West is an accomplishment. Like um, people are like oh the eighth seed or seventh seed, but like if you're the Memphis Grizzlies or if you're a young team, the, the Thunder or whomever, yeah. um, uh, you're just trying to make the playoffs. Um, that's, that's still not an easy task, right? So um, in the East, yeah, we're, I think we're the fourth like, seed right. in the East right now. If we were to go to the East, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean everybody. I mean Memphis is a team that has has a real has a real uh, argument of a team that should be playing in the East. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah, jazz fans. I'm gonna do this a, a, a lot too. Where they're like, "Oh, if the Jazz play in the East, I'm like, well, the Jazz are very West, but yeah. Memphis, New Orleans, these are teams that probably should be playing in the East, but you know, that's you know, that's for Adam Silver to take care of." <laughs> so yeah, so the Jazz, I'm a uh, won two games. Um, uh, they they uh, they won that second one pretty handily. There was a lot yeah. of garbage time minutes. Uh, I got to watch those two games live. Um, what did you see from that the that Jazz team? Um, uh, anything that surprised you, or was just the t- because that's the first time the Grizzlies fans got a chance to see the Jazz play their team? So was there anything surprising, or like was this a team that you thought you were going to see coming into uh, the games? Well, I, I expected a lot of it, but I think as of recent, and like I, I remember um, earlier in the season, even until sort of recently, a lot of people were talking about how Donovan was struggling with efficiency. He was just having really rough starts to the games. Well, I couldn't tell when he started playing us because I think he he just went ballistic the whole time I was watching him. Uh, that's what surprised me the most, his ability just to every time we go on a run, he would completely shut it down with some massive three or some nice play. It, it was – he seems like he stepped up his game in the last few weeks. That was that was surprising. You're not wrong about that. He um, uh, He was probably – he he was very close to being player of the week um, uh, yeah. this last week. Um, uh, some jazz are talking about it. I went to the Aaron Fox, but uh, our well, you know, somebody I hope is I can call a good friend. <laughs> Riley Geisman tweeted out something that um, uh, the Jazz were blowing teams out, so Donovan got to sat, got to sit a lot of the um, uh, fourth quarters, or yeah. got to sit a lot earlier, so he didn't get a pad of stats um, uh, like Aaron Fox did. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, uh, Donovan's just been going nuclear, like I'm a. Uh, Going from the first quarter, just stepping on people and keeping the keeping the foot on the gas. Um, yeah, so that's been nice to see as a Jazz fan. Um, anybody else on that? Because I uh, I know that I'm a Boyan had a pretty good game against you one of the games, and then uh, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, this team is deep. Um, uh, is there anything else besides like um, Donovan Mitchell going off against you guys that were like, oh, you're like, okay, this is why the Jazz team is number one in the NBA? Uh, it's I, I, well, let me think. Uh, I think it's just overall, 
and I've I've kept up with it. it. I didn't really, I don't know if it really stood out completely, but you guys, I think we're the number one team in the entire league, and um, the Grizzlies I'm talking about are the number one team in the entire league in scoring the paint. I think you guys still outscored us in the paint. That was what was very impressive to me that first game, and I don't think anyone's done that this season that I can remember. It's um, you just seem to be able to match us offensively wherever we're, we're good at, and defensively, uh, basically the same thing with you. Obviously, you have Rudy. And Ja could get got the better of that matchup the first game, but the second game, very much not so. So yeah. I think I, your ability just to offensively match whatever we were doing was very impressive. Right. Um, uh, cause that, that first game was kind of, it was interesting because near the end of the game, um, uh, the Grizzlies made a pretty good comeback, uh, hitting a lot of threes. Um, uh, they yeah. weren't doing that earlier in the first three quarters. And all of a sudden, um, it was like Grayson and uh, I, I can't remember who else was there, but a bunch of guys that started hitting some threes. Yeah. Then Jaw got the, got into the paint. So um, it came a three or five point game near the end there. Um, and by the second game, uh, yeah, just a lot of um, the Jazz, you know, don't have to pack the paint. The Jazz have one guy that packs the paint, obviously, Rudy Gobert. And um, yeah, it, uh, the Jazz will give you a lot of mid-range jumpers if you don't hit those. You can see yeah. how quickly he got out of hand in that second game. Yeah, the uh, I think another thing that impressed me, and um, it's, it's I guess it's a lesser thought of thing, but the replacement of Tony Bradley and Derek Favors, I feel like Derek Favors comes in there, and the drop off from him and Rudy is not near as big as the uh, drop off from him to Tony Bradley. I feel like we were really struggling with uh, at least a few different times. I noticed that Derek Favors was getting really good offensive rebounds against us, and. Stopping Jaw a few times, so that was also he stood out to me those those couple games too. Yeah, you just you just made a lot of Jazz fans happy for um uh, <laughs> talking about Dark Favors, the the prodigal son of Utah. <laughs> Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily, and we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. <laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week jazz twitter crushes or other fun pop culture things you have come to the right place that's right and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and also on twitter at jazz gals pod go jazz go jazz hey i'm mark and this is doug what's up and we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the utah jazz called twos and threes it's available on apple spotify stitcher and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every monday morning Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really, we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. Um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. The jazz uh, team playing has to make an emergency. Land. I don't know. I, I'm laughing because I mean everybody is, is fine. Yeah. Uh, you know the jazz players were a little shaken up, uh, and you know uh, it, it could have been worse. But obviously the jazz landed safely, and now they're flying back out. You know a few hours later to Memphis to face the Grizzlies, uh, a really long flight, and then the jazz have like a bunch of home games. Like, this is like the one road game um, in like two weeks for the jazz. It's, it's a very odd scheduling quirk. Um, so there's a lot of reasons the jazz could lose this game. How do you feel about the Memphis Grizzlies chances, uh, coming up in the game um, uh, against the Grizzlies, uh, in Memphis? Uh, not fantastic, but if we go by what's been going on this entire year, Ja just had one of his 
pretty mediocre games, which means the next game he's going to go for like 40. So I'm hoping that he uh, he can he can go off against you guys. If not, I'm really and this is something that's I've really wanted to happen and it hasn't happened yet. But uh, there's a lesser known guy on our team called DeAnthony Melton, and I talk about him constantly. Oh yeah. Twitter. But um, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but I talk about him constantly on Twitter. But he didn't have very big games against you guys the last two games. But absolutely, maybe the most impactful player on our team. And I really hope he can uh, get get the uh, – because Grayson, it looks like Grayson's probably not going to be playing tomorrow. He uh, he fell last game and hurt his hip pretty good. So I think we'll be seeing a lot more Melton minutes. And uh, I want to see if he can show out against you guys. If he can get a good game going and then Jock can get a good game going and – Jonas can continue what he did yesterday where he had 30 and 15. I, uh, I I think we can have a chance. We usually play you guys pretty good, but I think you guys are a little bit, you took another step this year. So I'm not real confident about our chances. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Jesse Milton, they, he usually plays the backup uh, shooting guard. And yeah, that was a, a, another game where again, the jazz, uh, the jazz second unit has been pretty good this year. The way Quinn, Quinn uh, Snyder is moving the rotations around to make sure there's enough starters in playing with the bench bench minutes. So we don't have, so the Jazz don't have a lot of them. Uh, the best guys that's playing straight up yeah. um, has been um, really good this year. It, it has lots of some odd rotations, but um, it's obviously worked uh, really well. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, you're, you're hoping that Anthony Melton um, plays better plays better tomorrow. No, Grayson, Grayson Allen um, uh, actually sort of like him. Uh, obviously, he was one of the big pieces as part of that Mike Conley trade, yep. um, which was one of those great win-win trades for both teams, right? Like yeah, it's been fantastic. Got John Morant with the second pick that year, and Mike Conley got to go continue Brandon, his career yeah, and then and go for a chance to win a championship. So you have um, Brandon Clark out of that too, I think. So it, oh it yeah, really, oh, yeah, yeah. Brandon Clark was a another um uh, Jazz favorite that they were hoping to get, but um uh, again um uh, you know Brandon Clark, another uh, young player that for the Grizzlies at JJJ Clark Allen uh, um, John Morant, yeah. uh, you know that nice little young core. Core four, maybe. Um, uh, how do you feel about Grayson Allen um, uh, on that team? Well, it's, it's he's been when he's he's been pretty um, in and out of the lineup the last couple of years. He's had some kind of ticky tack injuries, like he's fallen on his hip a couple of times and stuff like that. But when he's played and he's he's gotten into a groove, he's been very good from three. I think he's over forty percent right now on like five attempts, and it seems like he always makes a timely shot. Um, He's been he's been really good. He stepped up his game really really uh, to next to the next level in the bubble, and he just continued that as soon as he came in. Yeah. The only a, problem we have is um, we have too many shooting guards on our team and not enough minutes for everybody. Yeah, that's uh, you know, like again, that's uh, so again, you're young and you're. Uh, it, it is interesting because the Jazz obviously their goal is a champion. Everybody's goal is a championship, mm-hmm. but it's also like one of those like realistic goals um, uh, for the Grizzlies is like okay, of course you want to win a championship, but it takes a lot of things to like, you know, go right to get there. The, the Grizzlies, um, are really like you guys. What, what, what is your um, uh, like, what would be re- like an acceptable outcome for you this year? Like, just to make the playoffs as one of the top seven, six, or uh, win the play-in games, or like, what do you think this Grizzlies team's uh, ceiling, realistic ceiling, is? Well, it, I think I see it two different ways. I think I see a way or. We get Jaron back about mid-April, and we can make a push, a little final push for like a top seven or so. But realistically, I assume when he comes back, he's going to be in a minutes restriction. If he even comes back before the end of April, he may not get much playing time or he may not be in a groove. So I, I just hope that we can make a play-in and just be kind of respected 
as like a team that's really competing and not I'm really anti tanking. I don't I don't I don't think it makes a good culture for your team and I don't think your star players, which Ja would not like uh seeing the front office or the coach purposely trying to lose games. So I, I think that just making a play in is the realistic answer. But if you give me Jaron for uh, a few weeks and he's back to the form he was in the bubble, averaging 25 a game, then uh, which which is a lot to ask. But if he's back to that form and we have a few weeks of that, I would I would love to see a top seven seed or so. Yeah, then um, uh, the, the Grizzlies are looking up there. I um, uh, got some draft picks, got some again young guys, and um, uh, and then yeah, another another possible stud just some um, uh, recovering from an injury that they decided to. Uh, play it safe with. Um, uh, yeah. Probably, you know, smart in the long run for a young kid. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's let's uh, you know that's the game. You know, we'll see what happens on um, Wednesday night when the Jazz and Grizzlies play. Um, uh, it'd be, you know, it's another thing where I mean, my colleague, my colleague, oh, my colleague returning to Memphis, uh, gonna play in that game. Yep. Looks like right now. Um, did he get to, did he get to play in front of Memphis last year? I actually was at that game. Okay, uh, his first game back in Memphis. He uh, got the big. Uh, video board and everything. He struggled that game, but I mean, he was, he was in tears and 40 even started. So I wasn't really expecting him to drop 40 or anything, but yeah, it was, that was an awesome, awesome experience to be there for that. Luckily that was before fans were, were uh, kicked out of the stadiums. Uh, yeah, the, the pandemic rules. Um, uh, so is, is, uh, is Memphis back to allowing fans yet or not? Uh, last I heard about 2,500 fans or so were allowed at a time. So it's not a big crowd, but there's, there's some, there's some real noise in there instead of the fake noise. All right. Yeah, 2,500, 2,500 strong going to be cheering for, I'm assuming cheering wildly for Mike Colley in the introduction yep. there. So for sure. Um, uh, let's talk about you now, Garrett. I'm a, uh, so when I first met you, and I, here's the thing, I don't, I don't remember if this was like two months ago or a year ago. Cause the pandemic has, or my old age has to have a <laughs> sense of time here, but um, uh, your former handle, not handle, but your former like name on Twitter was John Moran's burner account. Correct. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, uh, like, like what was like the history of that? Well, I, I think I made the account back in, uh, I want to say summer of 2019. And I just, I think I was thinking like, Oh, you know, Katie has burners. So I'll just be jaws burner and that'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> so I did. And I, I, found a good group of uh, friends and uh, got into a group chat on there and they helped me kind of grow my page. And, and the, the whole idea was that I didn't want people to know it was me. I didn't want to have my name be the, the main focus of it. I just wanted to talk basketball and get a following on there. And um, eventually it, it, I got a pretty decent following. This is a recent discovery or a recent decision um, to, I guess, put my name in it. And that, that came from, there was some controversies going on, and it seems like a lot of NBA Twitter is in the younger age, like 15, 16. I didn't really want to be associated with that uh, kind of group anymore. I wanted to, I guess, make my page a little more mature, a little more personal because, you know, maybe it could be a good reference for jobs or something like that. So I decided I'd, I'd, I'd uh, put my name in it. I was a bit worried that after a couple years of having the same name and suddenly changing it that no one would recognize me. Um, but luckily uh, – I guess people have realized it's still me and they, they still interact with me and I haven't had a problem with it, but I really, uh, I really think it was, uh, the, the best move. Just try to separate myself, move on, uh, to a different, I guess, age, age group in, on Twitter. <laughs> D- if that makes sense. Uh... Yeah. D- different demographic. There's the word. Um, yeah. Cause that, that, I, I do remember you tweeting out stuff like, like, Oh boy, like, like you were asking us, us yeah. as your Twitter followers, like, 
boy, how would everybody feel about this? I, I get it. Branding is that that's hard because like you created this brand, um, you because your story is sort of similar to another person that I had asked. Uh, unfortunately, she was not able to get on, but uh, Marley Morrison. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. In Memphis, right? Yeah, she she's helped me out quite a bit too. She's given me some advice. Yeah, she seems like a really fun person, and like exactly, and like, she does something very similar. Like she, and it's harder for her because she's a woman growing up in the sports world, and that you know, so it's, it can be a very toxic place um, uh, when you're not, you know, a, a, a male. And yeah. um, uh, then she made her big reveal, and it was like, whoa, surprise! Um, but yeah, like I'm mean, you sort of had a similar situation. Like you're like, oh boy, like and I was like, and it's funny because we we joked around today because uh, you had to download Skype to come talk to me here. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, do I need videos? I was like, I was like uh, if you want to see how good, if you want me to see how good you look, I will <laughs> gladly tell you how beautiful you look. And, uh, uh, you decided to opt to audio only here, so which is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm here to give you compliments, man. No, don't worry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. what do you got going on? I'm a, a burner jaw. Like, I'm a, what are what are your plans for? You know, not just your Twitter NBA or like, do you have plans like you know, you know, job wise to like do something um, with Memphis. Well, I've I've been looking into a lot of internships over there with um, social media or just their they have a media team called Grind City Media, and they have a fantastic podcast with um, every day with uh, Chris Vernon. I don't know if you know who that is. He does he does stuff with the Ringer too, but um, he's out of Memphis. And I've I've kind of tried to make contacts with them. I I uh, have talked to the social media manager over there in Memphis a few times, but I'm I'm kind of debating that and. Uh, Funny enough, I'm I'm majoring in journalism right now. But funny enough, I might change that, end up majoring in history and minoring in journalism. So, I'm not really 100% sure. I'm not really sure where this path on Twitter is going to take me. I've I've made some really cool connections and um, some really cool friends, and I think it's a good reference. And I think I've kept it pretty professional on that page at least. But I uh, I'm really hoping that uh, I've I can use those connections, or I can maybe uh, go work over there in Memphis with that that uh media team at some point but who knows the future's still up in the air i've got another well i have another i have a fifth year of college i'm gonna have to do because i changed my major so many times but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just i'm open to a lot of things i'm gonna try some stuff this summer it's been kind of hard getting anything really rolling with covid going on but it seems like we're getting closer to the end of that so i'm hoping by summer we'll they'll be hiring pretty pretty good number of people and i'll be able to maybe get over there and see if that's where i want to be um, I don't want to speak for you, but like uh, you know, you, I think you should adopt uh, the Utah Jazz as your second um, favorite team, and then uh, now you can be like, hey, I was on this uh, Utah Jazz podcast. Maybe I should go look for Utah. You know, come come to Utah for a uh, for a semester or for the summer, and hang out, man. It's, it's pretty nice here. Yeah, I've I've seen the pictures. I've seen the uh, the mountains surrounding Salt Lake City, and I was pretty envious. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I uh, I've also got a lot of friends over there, and I I hear I hear about the Jazz every night when I'm playing 2K with them. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've, I've pretty much become a second fan. I, uh, I'm always, I'm always going to root for Mike Conley. And I mean, when he became an all-star, I was out of my mind, but, um, I, I, I've pretty much adopted them already. He's my second favorite, favorite team. If I saw some opportunities and maybe I should look into some opportunities over there in Utah, I'm, I should definitely probably, I would definitely check that out. Yeah. All right. Bernard Jaw. Um, uh, you know, you know, maybe he'll become Bernard Donovan. Like here. And here's the funny thing. Uh, Bert, the, I, I just killed my Bernard Donovan joke, but, um, <laughs> but I'm um, a Donovan Mitchell. Like he's a, he's a nice young player. There are not many players. I would like, I like, Oh boy, straight up what I, you know, trade him for. But John Morant makes me think about it a lot. I'm like, boy, 
John Morant on this Jazz team, like, ugh. oh like, yeah, yeah, I'd be set like, for the like, future if you had that. Right, like what Donovan, like what Donovan does on the court is great, obviously, like just amazing. But um, uh, what he does off the court uh, in Utah, just you know, that's what really endears fans uh, to him. Like just yeah. like you know, he, he talks in the community, just like fun things. Um, anyway, like um, uh, yeah, but thanks for um, uh, thank you, Bernard, thank you, Garrett, for um, uh, coming on. Thanks for um, uh, number one, do the face reveal, uh, revealing your true self to to Twitter fandom and uh, talking jazz with us and uh, uh, being very very even killed. Um, uh, where is you? What, what what can we look for you in the future? Like on your Twitter or your like blogging or. Well, for now, you can look at me on Twitter at uh, at Burner Jaw. Um, maybe in the future, we'll see what happens. Uh, I may have a YouTube channel. I don't know. I don't have any concrete plans right now. We'll see. But uh, for now, just on Twitter, pretty much, or uh, on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, GD Sherm. So that's about all I got. GD Sherm, sure. and um, uh, yeah. So um, Burner Jaw, Gary here. Um, uh, um, I feel bad because he had to follow. Uh, we, we have a jet. So. Uh, Garrett, I don't think you know about this. this is, we have a jazz pod co-op where a bunch of us Utah jazz pods have like kind of banded together to like make our own like little podcast network. And uh, <laughs> that's cool. Mark, Mark and Doug Hinsky of the twos and threes had former jazz and Vancouver Grizzlies player Blue Edwards on their podcast last episode. So, um, really? yeah. And um, uh, I don't know if uh, we're probably not the the episode right after that one, but I'm like, yeah, you have some big shoes to fill. And I think you did a very <laughs> wonderful job. Uh, I don't know how often you podcast, but uh, you're very articulate and a very um, even killed the uh, guests, which was nice. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. It's been fun yeah, to be uh, on here talking. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for um, kind of coming on, on, on a little bit short notice, but um, I'm glad, you know, go finish the rest of your nap. And then, <laughs> um, uh, you know, well, let's get ready for jazz Grizzlies. I'm um, a part three. All right. For sure. For sure. I'm excited for it. All right, and thanks guys again. Follow him at Burner Jaw. Um, I am at Who Transcript Man, and um, uh, you know, give us a five star like and review. Uh, that would be help us out a lot. Um, uh, go listen to Home Court Press. Uh, I believe uh, Brian and McCade had a fiery episode, which is uh, will be fun to hear when I get a chance to hear it. Jazz gals, uh, Jedi germs, and Devin um, twos and threes. I feel like I missed somebody, but uh, anyway, give us a listen to the Jazz Pod Co-op. I right, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.